Okay, so um, this is, uh, welcome back to episode uh, number 53. We achieved the year. Um, the goal was to, uh, to do 52. Um, the new goal for the next uh, 12 months um, is to tell 52 different stories each week. Um, and today um, I have uh, Lindsay with us, um, who has been with us for um, over a year now. Um, through the lockdowns, um, came to us uh, for some help and I'd like to share Lindsay's story. Lindsay, I know this is nerve-wracking, this is new to me, this is, I don't know, this is a little bit different. Um, so uh, how, let's go with, first thing I want to ask you is like, what brought you over to CrossFit Harrow? Um, I've done so many different types of exercise and um, I was really struggling yeah. And a Facebook post popped up on a friend's feed and she sent it over and said, what about this? Okay. It's right. good to know that our, our marketing right. is working. Because I actually remember, I think you done your no set of case. Yeah. Um, I think I was teaching that night. Yeah. And it was like a dark and gloomy evening, right? Yeah, it was. Um, and uh, I distinctly remember um, remember you, you coming in. So if we like rewind like 12 months, the, what was the main um, incentive behind coming here? I needed something. I was okay. feeling horrible. And yeah. I, I'll never forget sitting over there with Keys and saying, I just feel really sad. Yeah. I was down about myself, I was down about life, everything had just got on top of me. Mm -hmm. And as I've thought about things over the year, the concept of being somewhere where you have people around you and you have support massively works for me. Yeah. And I think I was looking for that. For that. And I found it. Good. Um, what was um, what are the things that you've tried? Like, what have you done that you tried in the past that maybe uh, would you say that they led you? Obviously, they led you up to this point. But would they would they have led you to have like negative implications or like feelings about yourself or towards things? My whole life. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand because if you're into fitness, yeah, it comes naturally to you. Yeah. Um, and some people aren't into fitness. Right. I, I, it doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. And I always had a negative view of it because you do rounders, you do mm. swimming, you do netball, and I wasn't good at it. Did anything. you play much sport at school? I was the I was the fat kid. Okay. And I couldn't do it. Okay. And as I've tried different things along the way, I realised some things work for me, but you don't have that opportunity at school. Yeah. So um, my first real exercise was um, Thai boxing. Okay. And when I found it, I found a passion. And it's so lucky I found it because otherwise I don't think I'd be where I am now. Yeah. Um, and that was just what, casually, just going, you know, just enjoying yourself, nothing like skill related, not to like, well, actually, no, you, you, it didn't start off that way. Um, okay. Um, because I've seen a video of you in the ring. Yeah. Um, right. So let's, let's talk about that. What happened there? Well, it initially started, I had a three year old okay. with no attention span. And so I tried different sports and we ended up at, Thai boxing yeah and they put a promotion on for Mother's Day if you signed up on Mother's Day they would get you to a certain standard uh, before you had to start paying okay and I was massively overweight so at that time five foot three I was uh, 16 stone mm -hmm. and really unhappy and I started uh, training uh, and it didn't do anything for me it did how, how well not how consistent how hard how hard was the training well, to start with, yeah. my first session, um, they came to my house and they walked me round the playing field near my house and I managed three laps of the playing field before I couldn't do any more. 
Wow. I was so unfit. See, that's interesting because a lot of people have that kind of step that that's like that's that they won't go past that. Right. But um, also it gets missed out. So if somebody mm. like me back then walked in here mm. and Keys set me up to do what he did the first day when I had to do squats yeah. and, and could walk for a week afterwards, you wouldn't come back. Yeah. Because it's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just some, those little marginal gains. Yeah. And if you've never been in that position where even just walking around a field three times breaks mm. you, you're never going to understand that. Yeah, and I think often, like, without people realising, they will go from, like, long periods of inactivity to just trying to go, like, somewhere five right. times a week. And I, I, a lot of people are going to do that now through lockdown. Yeah, yeah, because they've not, done nothing. Because they've done nothing. Yeah. Um, right, so the story, so... So, we, old, yeah. so I, week by week, I, I, you know, stepped up and up and up, and I lost six stone wow. over a year. Wow. And um, the training just grew and grew. And it was just for fun. You know, I had no idea of where it was going to be. Yeah, there was, it, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's one thing if you, I've learned now, if you don't enjoy something, don't do it. Yeah. I went to a MetaFit class once yeah. and I walked out halfway through because I just didn't, didn't enjoy, enjoy it. it. Why am I going to stay there and have a negative view of something mm. when I can do something I actually enjoy? Yeah, and I think um, a lot, you know, again, a lot of people will do things because someone else has done it, had a result from it, but they're doing it for the sake of doing it, like exercising for the sake of exercising. Um, so very, very, quite a good point actually with regards to if you're not doing, if you don't enjoy something, and that's even work related. That doesn't even have to be yeah. fitness related. Yeah. In anything, um, someone else goes horse riding, so you go horse riding. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to be any good at it or enjoy mm. it, uh, and you've got to find what works for you. The other problem you've got though is, so when I first walked in here, I I genuinely enjoy lifting weights. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to do it. That's why I like being here. Yeah. Um, but getting in here mm. is really difficult yeah 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 because when you are overweight and you feel down about yourself and you walk into somewhere where most people here have, you know have got a certain physique it can also be extremely overwhelming yeah and so breaking that barrier as well is so important Th there's a lot of psychological elements to that which i want to get into but i, I want to hear i want to go with the story i want to hear the story of the, okay. uh, the, the getting into at what point did you like was it like i'm getting into the ring um, well, I, I had always said I'm never going to do it, never going to do it. It's not my kind of thing. I don't like to be on show. Um, I talk a lot, but I don't want to be on a platform, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and I was at work and I got a phone call from my coach. And the first thing he asked me was, how much do you weigh? And I knew it. And I said... As soon as he asked that question. As you... soon as he asked what I weigh, I knew what he, was, what he was pushing for. And I said, no, 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 no. No, Lynn, you've got to do it. You've come so far. You need to prove something to yourself. And I did. I had to prove something to myself that I wasn't that fat person anymore. And I needed to break that, that barrier. barrier. And so mm. I just said, fine, I'll do it. I didn't want to, but I just said, all right. That's, um, that's, quite, that's quite amazing. Actually. It was a heart, honestly. It was the, so what did you do? Five rounds? No, ten it was rounds? three rounds. Okay. One, uh, a minute and a half. I mean, that's a long minute. Uh, was this the, the opposition, someone that you've been like sparring and fighting? Never. Oh, okay, no, no. you never met them. Complete random from another gym somewhere. And we had to go to uh, Essex. So it was a whole big thing. Oh, was it like white collar kind of boxing? Like so they were doing the, um, a charity event, but in between they would have people that were experienced. Okay. <laughs> I was an experienced <laughs> fighter. Um, and 
I, I just remember feeling sick mm. because you got to, well, first you got to walk out in public. Did you have, did, did you have walk out music? Yeah, I did. I don't your... even remember. <laughs> Someone picked it for me and I have to listen to the, um, the to the video to see what it was. But they, I hadn't even chosen a name. And as I walked out, this voice just goes, Lindsay lights out Mason. And that's who I... It, Is it stuck? It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, and it was, the, it was a wonderful experience, I think, um, in terms of rounding up everything I'd done to actually say that you're not that person anymore. Yeah. And, and I, I rode that train for about a year. Uh, I loved there, it. That must have been amazing. Like, there must have been such a sense of like, accomplishment to be like, I've, like, you know, I was in this position and now I fucking, I feel amazing. I'm like, I've gone into the ring. I've yeah. like, you know, win, lose or draw, whatever the outcome was, you've, you've done, like you've come out of that comfort zone and like, it just enjoyed yourself it mainly. It was a really good step along the way. Um, and I, I, I don't know if everybody would work that way, but I, I think I just needed different things yeah. to say to myself, yeah, like yeah. you're not that old person anymore. Yeah. And I guess doing that has led you to, um, and I guess over the years, that's given you the confidence to try new things, like whether it be gym related or not, but it's given you confidence to like build stepping stones towards doing something. Do you know the biggest thing for me was I'd always, uh, and it's a bit, maybe it's a bit off, off topic, but I'd always been in the same circle of friends. Okay. I'd always mixed with the same type of people that like yeah. the same type of things. And actually by going to that gym, mm. I met so many different people. Yeah. Of different, like networking, just yeah. like different interests, different, different cultures. Everything. So, yeah. And I made some really good friends that, that still I'm friends with today. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it opened my mind to different things. I think it helped me grow as a person. Yeah, meeting people who are, like, it very cliche to say, but meeting people that are like-minded do present, like, new opportunities. Which um, opens your view of people. Yeah. Like, if you're walking here and you see women lifting, you know, 100 kilograms and they're not even breaking a sweat, yeah. you know, I, I probably never would have socialised with people like that yeah, before because yeah. I wasn't in And also thought it was not possible. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but then that's also taught me that I don't have to to try and be those people either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still fit into a circle. Yeah, like, and I know obviously you've listened to a lot of the podcasts that, that we've done in the past and like the kind of message of like being comfortable in your own skin and just being you and having fun and doing what you want to do. Well, one of your podcasts really did change things for me because okay. I remember seeing someone in here when I first came in and saying, I want to look like that. Mm. And that was with me all the time. And so I was constantly trying to pick up more and, and, and work towards that goal. And I was sitting on the train and I was listening to your podcast and it was about not being anybody else, but being the best version of you. And so cheesy, but like tears are rolling down my face while I'm on the train. <laughs> because it was suddenly a realization that I'd never seen before. I didn't have to be anybody else. Yeah, and I think, I think as humans, like we naturally like always crave like the next thing or want something else right. that someone else has got. But actually everything that we probably need is like in us or around us. You just like have to unlock it. Some people unlock it early though. Yeah, like, yeah, they do. Like you might be 20 and realize yeah, yeah. what you want. Yeah. It's taken me double that yeah. to realize what I want for myself. Yeah. Um, but that, I guess, you know, that's all with like life experiences, like who you meet, what you do, where you go, like that changes all, everything. Yeah, yeah, part and parcel. Um, so, you know, start for, going back to your like starting point. There's obviously along the road there. There's some, you know, potentially the way that you perceive to look, you know, yourself or looking at things. Would you say there's been a lot of like psychological barriers towards your training Massive. or towards you? Not even training. In forget about training. Like how you feel about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a constant battle my whole life. 
and um, you always think that no one really understands. And mm. I, I do think there's a lot of people that don't understand. Uh, uh, let's say you go into the weight section at a gym and I always find it really overwhelming and people just say, no one's looking at you, what are you worried about? Mm. And you can't say that to people yeah. because you don't know what it feels like to be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, t I, I was at a gym, like a normal gym where you go to classes and stuff and I spent about six weeks sitting outside a certain class I wanted to go into and I never went in because mm. I would sit outside thinking oh my god oh my god I can't do this I can't do this and people when I tell them would say don't be so stupid but it's not stupid yeah. that was it's, at, at that time it's such a massive thing absolutely. for you um, I've had that here yeah. and, I, and I remember walking down the, the driveway and Supes was sitting on the floor and she looked up at me and I swear to god I could have turned around and gone home and she looked up and she smiled at me and that's amazing. I just dropped that feeling yeah. and made it in. Whereas yeah. if she hadn't have been there yeah. and been the person she'd been to me at the beginning and welcoming me, I would not have kept on running. Yeah. And, and sometimes it does require that level of comfort, just, you know, so just, it's just that little nudge. Yeah. Like, and sometimes that's literally all, all it is, is a little nudge to help you go, right, I'm, I'm going to do it. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, when um, new people walk into a class, I tend to find myself naturally moving over to them to say hi. Yeah. Because they might not feel anxious, but I know how I feel. Yeah. And if I can say hi and smile at someone yeah. and change their attitude or make them stay, then you've done something good, haven't you? A hundred percent. I I completely agree. And I wanted to touch on the where you said about like how you... And maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's like a... Men, all, I would imagine that men also do feel the same way, but it's such a big stigma that women feel a certain way going into a, right. a gym uh, or going into, like, you know, not necessarily here, but in a weights area or doing things that are deemed manly. Yeah. But actually, that shouldn't, isn't is it not the case anymore? Like, it's quite an equal, like, no. fitness is becoming quite an equal kind of. I don't um, think, well, maybe that's just from my point of view because of how I feel. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Things. Um, but you, you always find when you go into a weight section, 90% of people yeah. are slim, toned, mm. strong, lifting heavy weights. And I don't know if that's because people try and don't feel comfortable in that area. Yeah. The reason this works for me is if I go into a weight section of free weights, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And I've had it before where I've taken a book with me and I've taken an app with me and I'm scrolling through, but you feel like an idiot yeah. because you're looking at this thing. All well, time. I'm sure there's like, you know, there's, there's hundreds and thousands of women that essentially had felt the same way that you had felt before. What, what would you say? So if they're listening to this, what would you say as biggest piece of advice um, to them about how they feel and like overcoming that? But make, sometimes there isn't something that you can actually say. And sometimes it's about like what they do. Or what. I think it's more the other side. Okay. So not the person that's walking in there because the person that's walking in, I could say, try this, but we all function so differently mm. that you just don't know. I think my, my advice would be to the people that are in there is to make it a welcoming yeah, environment. environment. So if you're in there and you train all the time and you know what you're doing, smile at that person yeah. that walks in that you've never seen before. If somebody's looking at weights and not sure what they're going to pick up, go over and say. Because ultimately you were one, not you, not you specifically, but we were all that person once. Right. But some people would naturally know what they're doing yeah. and find it quite comfortable to go in. You know, someone might be sweating and out of breath and grunting, and it doesn't phase mm. them at all. Whereas for me. I'm so conscious of everything I'm doing. Is anybody looking at me? And someone said to me once, isn't that um, 
a bit confident to think, is everyone looking at me? But it's an irrational thought. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking, I'm important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely the yeah, other the, way. Compl- yeah, completely I, I would, yeah, I would say the same thing. I would say the same thing. But I guess, you know, with the... With the industry, I mean, we are trying to change it. As a very small gym, we are trying to change the narrative of like body image and things like that. And I think, um, I think both male and females, I think females feel they have to look a certain way, and also think that males also feel they have to, to look a, yeah. a certain way. Um, and uh, in terms of like you doing CrossFit, do you think from your well, I mean, you've kind of answered really already, but from your own perspective, that has changed for you and things that people around you. Like, it's not something that you're like, oh, sh- you know. I, I look great or I don't look great or I feel like this or I do feel like this. Do you know what I mean? I don't think CrossFit as a whole has done that. I think this gym has. Okay, that's very nice. Just because of the way people have been and, and listening, it's a collection of things. Yeah. It's walking in here and having the... Um, that's a really nice thing, actually. But it's true. Mm. And, and it, it, it's so powerful for me. It may, you know, there might be 100 people that walk in here that don't need that. But that 101st person it can be a bit of a game changer for mm. and the greeting I get the coaching I get the podcasts all of that together as a package has been amazing it hasn't changed my attitude towards exercise because I I genuinely enjoy it now, yeah but it's given me something to be part of that ticks all my boxes yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's and and I do tell other people about it because I feel really strongly that people need to realise that they can walk into a CrossFit without feeling... And it's not the same feeling they would get maybe walking into a gym, it, a, a regular gym, or yeah. what they know as a gym. It was completely different yeah. because it's it's a package, isn't it? How, um, lockdown, obviously we've come out of that now, how, how did you manage work, training, lockdown, like as a whole? Well, I'd only done my, I think, three on-ramps before yeah. lockdown happened. Um, so I'd been in here on three different occasions, focused on certain movements, and then Bang. it all closed. Yeah. And so the Zoom workout started, and I got really into it because at that time I was still hating myself. Yeah. So I could be at home with no one else around me, no one to worry about the sweating and everything else. So I really enjoyed the Zoom to start with. Actually, I remember we are speaking. Actually, you said that right at that situ- at that time, it was working really, really well for you because you was just in your own yeah. space. I didn't, own, yeah. I didn't have to race here. Yeah. I didn't have to sit in traffic. I could juggle everything around it. And so when first lockdown ended and we were coming back in here, I was very much, oh no, 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 keep mm-hmm. the zoom. It's fabulous because you know you've got your twenty minutes drive. You've got to park. You've got to get in. Yeah, so it can be an hour and a half. And when you've got kids to feed and dogs to walk and laundry to do time is precious yeah yeah um so i didn't i was really anxious about coming in and doing the classes in here but i can tell you now i wouldn't want to go back to zoom and i didn't go back to zoom yeah second lockdown yeah because we were allowed to go outside and we were able to um to do our sessions outside our pt stuff so yeah. well, the first so when the first lockdown finished and we were on the outside classes it, but it kind of for you it might have been the perfect transition actually absolutely um, like it couldn't have been more be- perfect yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It, it really worked yeah. so I got to be outside with everybody um, and, and grow in my confidence. And then when the second lockdown happened and Zoom classes were back on, I, it just wasn't right for me anymore. Mm. I'd changed and it, it just, I didn't want to be in my house, you know, doing what we were doing. How did you feel, like, what was your, what, what was your downtime? Like, you know, before people used to use training as downtime, people used to like almost use like going not going to work but like the traveling part that was kind of where they had a bit of time to themselves what what did you do what what was your time 
over lockdown party where you just kind of it was your time um well i got my um tiny dog just yeah. before lockdown happened yeah. so i was really really lucky to have that because that time on my own previously would have really been difficult for me because i'm a, I, I like to be around people so i walked and walked and walked more than i've ever walked before yeah. in yeah, my you life clocked, you were doing it clocking up quite a few miles yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well so from when there was a little project you had there was on. yeah so i decided um well so when i first came in here i was I, i'd put a lot of weight back on again through being in a relationship and focusing on that rather than exercise which yeah. is hold it i've learned lots of lessons from that don't let my own thing slip do what's important to me um so i lost a stone and a half the first section of lockdown and then enjoyed a bit of summer camping drinking partying again um and lockdown two happened yeah and i decided there's a lot of stuff coming up for me in the future that i needed to carry on getting the weight off so i set myself a 90-day challenge mm. and um that started on 27th of december but i always like to do it before new year because then yeah. you feel like you've got then a bit of a head yeah, start yeah, yeah. and so i decided as well to post on social media it's very unlike me because Which not a lot of people like as much as people do post there's a lot of people that, that don't well you post what you want people to see yeah, i guess so yeah. so you take your selfie and then you filter it and so i didn't filter anything that's a massive step as well absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was i'd left here actually um and i wanted to take a picture i don't know why you know you just want to do and i took a picture and i looked puffy and i really wasn't happy and i thought to myself post it because if you only post the good stuff yeah then you're actually not being really true to yourself yeah. are you like just trying to remain as authentic as possible yeah and 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 if you don't accept that reality then how are you ever going to deal with it? Yeah. So I posted this picture saying, you know what, I'm actually feeling really down about myself, but I'm going to exercise, I'm going to pick myself back up again. And then every single day I posted on social media. For those 90 days. For 90 days. days, which is really quite hard. You know, if yeah, you think about stuff, you've got to be it, quite it prepared and I'm not a prepared kind of person. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was uh, decided to run every day. So which again was a big step massive yeah I don't, running just doesn't come easy to me even now when i'm running 5k it's still a bloody struggle every yeah, yeah. time and um, so i got up every morning and ran 1k okay. which is really not very far you know yeah. we can do 1k here and running up and down but i did it every single day and then i upped it to one and a half and i would finish on the running machine after a kilometer and be absolutely bleh, mm -hmm. dripping with sweat out of breath and i took a video and i posted it and then slowly over the the days one i'm starting to see 14 day 15 day 16 like you you've know, got some momentum now yeah, yeah. And i don't really want to let it go and then people started commenting and i've kept social media private because i could not deal with any yeah like I, it or not no, it, it I just break me so it's only people that i know and, and that actually i'm maybe i'm acquainted with yeah, yeah and i got messages from people saying you're really inspiring me i mean this is me the person that's three times i've lost four or five stone and each time i put it back on again i don't really you know I, like you got into fitness and you stuck to it I just, i'm not really that kind of person i have my ups and downs and people are saying oh my god i got out of bed this morning because i saw your video and i went and i ran a kilometer which is amazing like you are becoming someone else's success story yeah it was crazy like and this is just me yeah and, I, and so that really kept me going and then um you know, day 30, day 40, day 50. It was just like, I've got to keep this going. We had some momentum. 
Yeah, but, but it was, I was so proud of myself, but I also had people that I was inspiring, so I couldn't really drop it. Yeah, you're now being held accountable. Massive. Without wanting to be accountable to anyone. Right, and mm. you said that right at the beginning of my journey, and it was to everybody, that you, consistency. And that's why you book into your session, you, you, you don't cancel, because if you're doing this bit here and a bit there and a bit, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And so that was a good lesson yeah. for me. And, it, and actually, that's often quite a lot of the case for a lot of people that wish to like maybe try CrossFit or do something. They were like, oh, I just want to do one session. Or and it's like, but there's, you know, you can't see things in one session. You're not going to get fit in one session. Fitness doesn't happen in one session. So the fact that like applying that principle of consistency has led to an end result, right? And it works in everything. Yeah, it works. Work, you know, people want, yeah. I want to lose weight. I want it now. Yeah. And um, it just doesn't work like that. What, um, out of those 90 days, mm -hmm. what was like the sticking point? Or was there a sticking point? Um, no. This is Each hashtag is Operation IB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the idea was initially, I'm 40 very soon, I want to go to Ibiza and I want to feel good about myself. Now, that could mean different things to different people. Yeah, yeah. I am not comfortable with myself being overweight. And it, maybe it stems from being bullied because I was bigger when I was younger. Uh, throughout my life, I've had people telling me that, um, bless my mum, she used to say to me, you'll never get a good job if you're overweight. Mm. You know, little things like that have stuck with me. Uh, and I've often said recently, a lot of conversations I've had with people, is that, like, I've been able to see, and even with myself, like, um, the, when things, people, characters sometimes come out a little bit more, and you can often see, like, that it stems from their childhood, mm -hmm. um, and it just slowly creeps through. Um, well, you, most people that I speak to, that have achieved um, maybe a great physique or a, a super fit have been fat kids. Mm. Now, I don't know why it didn't work with me. I always wanted to be in the police, but I was overweight, so I couldn't. And I used to say, I really want it so bad, why can I not lose weight? And I, and I, I still don't know the answer. You know, well, you think if you want it, you do it. You but, say that, but you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, a number of times. Just got to bloody keep it off. But that's that's your time now. That's what you've been right. doing for the last eighteen months. Well, it's lessons. So the first time I lost weight, I was I was quite young, and um, I remember buying this outfit. And my best friend still says to me today, "Oh my God, when you wore that, you looked amazing." But the circumstances of life looked me back the other way. Um, and then once I lost the last batch, which was six stone, and you know, I really I felt amazing and I looked really good. Um, on the outside. I was fabulous. On the inside, I was still broken. Yeah. And I didn't realize, and I remember dating, so as I got divorced and I, and I started dating again, being this new slim person I'd not really been before. And this guy said to me, God, you're broken. And I was like, what do you mean I'm broken? And it was because I was still behaving in the way that I was before, but I was just slimmer on the outside. How did you take that? Was that so that was like, like dating someone and they had told you this yeah yeah that, and it, that's quite a hard pill to swallow right yeah but I didn't know what it meant mm. and it's only now I realise and I kind of wish I could go back and say you were bloody right yeah. but I was because I thought losing weight that everything would be fixed yeah. and I was wearing a size 10 tight black dress going out with no tights on I mean that was a massive thing for me mm. um, and I looked great but inside I was still Lindsay that I was yeah. 10 years before that, that was struggling with with everything and it's only now that I've finally being at peace yeah which is amazing that you say that because I do feel from like the position that I'm in getting to see a lot of people interacting with people um, through their fitness journey is that a lot of people do chase those things that you've just discussed and actually 
whether they achieve it or not is actually a lot of things internally that don't actually work out better for, don't work out as well for them well, you, th- uh, you think that the answer is yes you know be look, slim and you'll be fine yeah and you know you work. kind of give yourself a round of applause in the mirror and be like oh, i look great but yeah. actually what does that mean especially when so I enjoyed taking photos in my tight dresses because for me, it was like I'd never been that person mm. before. And putting up on Instagram, someone go like, 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 yeah, like, yeah. like, amazing. But if you could open that photo and see what was going on, I was Sorry. still the same person. And there was another, this one will stick with me. I was out in town, I was out drinking, and a guy came over and started chatting me up. He didn't know that 10 years before, he had turned me down because I was overweight. No way. Genuinely, and I still see him now, and I, and I smile to myself because... That would have been my dream, you know? That the person that had turned me down was now saying, oh, you're attractive enough for me. That actually taught me a really big lesson. Yeah, because yeah, massive lesson. I'm still the same person I was when I was 20, 30. That is insane. Mad. And, that is insane. But isn't that really sad mm. that someone can make you feel that way mm. all because of how you look on the outside? It is. And actually, like, I speak about this often, but, like, social media is, is massive for that. Um, like, a, a lot of people... Um, in this day and age, especially like the younger generation, maybe like whether it be dating apps or they're meeting people, haven't because they don't meet people with the same interactions as maybe like I did or you did, yeah. don't develop those or don't learn those lessons and they keep making those same mistakes, whether it be through fitness, through relationships or whatever it might be. Well, and you get to see so many things. So, mm. you know, um, if you want to lose weight, you can go on Instagram and search for fitness. Yeah. Um, Influences, yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's a real representation. That's another can of worms, that Lynn. <laughs> okay. Another day, another, another day. I've got a lot to say about that. Um, but then you know, even those people um, that for two years they might sell you a dream in terms of what they offer, um, but actually, you know, once once they have a child and their skin right. stretches, their their body shape changes, they're the same person complaining about how they feel now, right? And they were telling you to do something. Two years before that. I can think of someone right now in my head that I've seen. Is it? And you can't, you cannot live like that. Yeah. Well, you can. If you choose to be that level of athlete, fine. But something else has got to give in your life. And now, for me, I'm looking at this will. And finally, it's getting round. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, I feel like whenever someone starts fitness now, it's almost like they they take it so fucking seriously. It's like, yeah, there is a level of seriousness that you need to do. And you do need to be consistent. You do need to do this. But like, we're just everyday fucking people. Like, right. relax. If you wanna have a beer, just fucking have one. If you wanna eat a pizza, have one, but just don't eat a pizza and a beer every single day. For and not train for and a week. Not, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think people see what they wanna see on social media and, and it's achievable, but only if everything else goes. Mm. I mean, I've, I've got children, I have a job, I have a dog. Yeah, managing that, like, especially over like, the, the year that everyone's it's had. Like, it's mad. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's really hard because um, I did my 90 day challenge and on day 91 I bought pancakes, bacon and maple syrup and I made for the kids that for breakfast and Mia, my 10 year old, said to me oh it's the first time you've been a mum in ages because that's what she sees mm. and I wasn't making that kind of food because one I'm going to bloody eat it anyway yeah. if it's there and they're, they're nowhere near on like that lesson yet they're like right. they're, ki- they're kids they're just you know but it goes to show that I did my 90 day challenge I achieved another stone and a half I felt fantastic but something had to give yeah, yeah. so and that's, I, I can't do a 90 day challenge every 90 days yeah. because I can't live up to that expectation I can't fit in yeah. 5k runs and, and 
calorie it's, counting. It's, it's a lot, like both physically and mentally. Massive. Um, but also, the, like you said, the things around you, like they they give they sacrifice a little bit without you realizing. You take that time gets taken away from other places. And you've got to find. I mean, if if your challenge is, I want to lose a stone, then you focus on losing the stone. Yeah. But what you need to do then, once you've done that is find the right balance so that you don't have to put that stone on again and lose it again. Mm. Try and socialise with your friends. I've had to change my beer. I love craft beer, but the calories in it are way higher, so I've had to drink Amstel. Mm. Don't judge. Uh, no <laughs> but it's judgment, lo- but it's lower calories, so yeah. I had to make those adjustments to make life work so that I can go out and drink beer. Yeah, yeah, and still be social and still enjoy yourself That's and still it. have a good time. Like, a lot of people will... like. Uh, in one way, it's good to like go all in because there's a, there's an element of like you are determined to do that. But actually, you can achieve the same level of determination if you just space things out. Right. Not you personally, no, no, but in general. in general. Like you know, everyone thinks that like you know you got, you have to lose that that stone like yesterday, or you've got to do this run in a certain time like without even learning along the way. Like all these things happen over a period of time. Um, I even had it with CrossFit, so I upped my membership so I could have unlimited. And I was trying for five sessions a week. That is a hell of a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And I was putting myself under so much pressure that going back into normal life now, I'm going to do three days a week, two in the week, one at the weekend. It's enough because if I do too much, I'll end up saying, I can't do it. It's too overwhelming. Whereas if I can go for one run a week, three classes a week, two nights out with friends, Mm. then I've actually. You've got such a good balance then of like everything. And actually, like, when you look back in like, you know, another 20 years go by. So I haven't got that many years, so don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like another, you know, 20, whatever it might be, years, 30 years go by, you can actually go like, I had such a good time in that period of my life because I wasn't restricted to be like, I can't do this and I can't do that. Like, I don't know why we put these restrictions on ourselves. Mad. Sometimes you do if you've got a certain goal. Yeah, but then but that's balancing it to being, I'm an, everyday, I'm an everyday person to like, I'm doing this to get like, to get paid as in like this is my profession this is my sport this is what i do um and often there's a big uh like contrast between the two as in people forget which one they're in but finding a balance i mean it's all well and good saying finding a balance and then i might get invited up three nights in a row and i'm gonna go and i'll in perspective though if you put that out 365 days out of the year and they're like three they're your only three days as an example it's not bad then it's not well, even I did my 90 days, and God knows when that finished now. It's probably like 20 days ago, and I haven't really calorie counted since. And I woke up this morning with a, right, you've had a little bit of a break from okay, it. Okay, so a bit of a reset. Yeah, because it's a lot, you know, when you've mm. got to count everything you eat, and when you've got that bad relationship with food anyway, and you've got to count every single thing and every judgment and every choice you make is based on those flipping calories. Like, it just got like, oh, my God, yeah, I don't I'm- want to count my bloody oats anymore mm. although now i found when i pour 50 grams i do it and i don't even yeah you know realize yeah, yeah and we often say that to the guys you know and you guys like do it for a short period of time because you'll get the eyeball kind of view of it you'll know exactly what's what and then after a period of time you should be able to leave that hopefully by yourself to know that's enough and it's, it's also know when to stop as well yeah you know um and if food is balanced then there isn't a need for an overindulgence like you wouldn't go and eat 15 steaks there's no need to go and eat 15 chocolate bars right it's only when you take it away from yourself, but yeah. calorie counting worked really well for me because... Gave you that just fix to... Yeah, and like, I have a bit of everything, whereas classically I was the overweight person that did Weight Watchers, 
If I can kind of mention it, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was doing a diet club. I'm burning inside. (laughs) But it worked for me the first time because I had... um, I don't have really much self-control, hence why, you know, I have issues with with weight and food. And it worked for me at the time. But then I was coming here, training hard, and as hard as I can, um, and I had no energy. So I had to stop thinking... Yeah, we um, spoke about yeah, this. Because yeah, because it just I, I, it wasn't giving me what I needed. Yeah. So by doing the calorie counting, I was allowing myself a range of foods. I wasn't feeling like I was going without, and I could still train. Yeah, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What's the... Um, so you kinda, you've had some time off, uh, as in, like, you know, it's not been so regimented. Um, what's now going to be... Well, what's ahead, what's, what's ahead of you? I do I have a little bit more weight loss okay. to go. But I needed just to have a little bit of time out. Um, weather's getting nicer. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more social events. Isn't there? Yeah. I've got, um, Even if it's going to be outside. Yeah, <laughs> in groups of six. <laughs> in groups of six. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get back on my calorie counting mm-hmm. so that it becomes pretty normal, but with less pressure on myself. Okay. And um, I just have to work on my own balance. Yeah. You know, you have good days, you have bad days. Doing the 90 days actually taught me a lot about how my body functions. You, know, you have your ups and downs, and you don't notice that yeah. when you're not doing very much yeah. because there are days when you feel like, yeah, I'm going to train really hard, and there are days when you think, oh, God, yeah. I can't, really can't be bothered. But there's also a lot to consider. Like, you know, work doesn't stop like when you're yeah. on this journey. Like, you know, your relationships with people doesn't stop. It's not like you can put everything to one side and go, I'm only going to purely focus on that. I did for 90 days. Well, yeah, and, I mean... And, but I don't like element, that. There is an element of that needs, you know... I wouldn't say they need to stop, but they should, um, not should, should's not the right words. Um, there is an element of them that they, it's not as like uh, accessible because your commitment is to, I want to change a few yeah. things, I want to improve this or, or whatever it might be. Um, so, okay, so journey is now, you want to go for a little bit more weight loss um, and what is like training and life, like how, how are you managing work and, and um, training moving forward and coming out of this? Um, well, because I'm going to set myself three training sessions a week, so I'm not pushing myself too hard. I need to manage my food and just I just work on every aspect. I've, I've, it's taken me nearly 40 years, but I've finally got myself in a place where... You're happy? Yeah. Mm. And, I, and that, the person that I looked at and said, I want to look like that, I don't want to look like that anymore because... I know the amount of effort that would have to go into it, mm. and I, I just don't have the time for that, or I don't really want it. Yeah. I don't want to sacrifice to that extent. But I want to be me, <laughs> and the best me that I can be, and be okay with who I am. Yeah. What would you say to someone who maybe had similar feelings to you when you first started? Um, whether it be CrossFit that they do, whether, whatever it is they do, but what, what could be the biggest advice Knowing that you've run that race and you've been there, yeah. what would be the biggest advice that you could tell that person um, about the outcome or their journey or whatever it might be? The thing I've learned about is be the best thing that you can be. Mm. What, do you, what, what do you want? Do you want to be that person that has 2% body fat? And if you do, what's involved in being that? I think you know, you've got unrealistic expectations be realistic yeah like if you enjoy socializing and and going out for tasty food you're probably never going to have two percent body fat yeah and it's working out what's most important for me i just want now forget all the other 39 years before because it was completely different now i just want to be a uh, the best version of myself which is enjoy exercise 
feel happy, enjoy going for walks, enjoy, you know, all the things that make me happy, I just want to be all of that. Getting the most out of life. Everything. Really. Just having no the... matter what you believe, at, at the reality is we, we've got this moment. Make the most of it. It's the only thing that we don't own, isn't it? That, like that moment in time. It's, yeah. like it's just going to carry on. And we don't know if, if we're going to get another chance. Yeah. Or so... That's a, that's a whole number of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but you that. know, we don't know if, if there's going to be an, another opportunity or chance or whatever. So just enjoy it now because once it's gone, you're not getting it back. Mm. You know, and the amount of years I've spent hating on myself, it's really sad. Yeah. And, and I don't want to hate myself anymore. And if somebody looks at you when you're walking down the street and thinks, oh, she's got a muffin top, what the fuck? Like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. That person's view does not change me. Yeah. And also, it's like trying to be a bit like showing them a bit of empathy, being like, well, you maybe aren't in the right place, like, you know, you know, to say something like that in terms of like, you haven't learned, you're still in a place learning about yourself for yeah. you to like, feeling sorry for them that they feel that way about yeah. you. Do you know? Everyone's got a backstory. Yeah, everyone's got a story. You know, yeah, you yeah. might have someone that's got 2% body fat and you think, oh, I think, oh my God, you look yeah. amazing. But they could be broken inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. don't know. You don't know anybody else's journey, and you cannot judge. You just have to. It's just showing them that, it. like, giving them that sympathy, or it may even empathy at times, like being like, well, you, you're not there yet. You haven't. It's, you're gonna at one point you'll learn those lessons in life. But I'm not gonna judge you for the comments that you made. Like feeling sorry for them. Yeah, well, I do believe life begins at 40 now because I've gone through I've my got, 20s. I've gone through my 30s. I've learned so many lessons. Nine years this year. I'll, I'll find out yeah. soon. <laughs> Come back at, when I'm turning 50. I'll I might let you know. Say life begins at 50. But I've learned so many lessons about who I am, what the world involves, and I just want to enjoy it now. Yeah. That's it. No more, no more pressure, no more drama. Amazing. Lindsay, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Um, join us back next week, and we will have another episode of the CrossFit Hour Podcast.